So we are turning to our Bibles. First reading from Exodus. Exodus chapter 2. I just want to pay, I ask, request you give a close attention to the reading of God's word. And my precious brothers and sisters, my own words will fail, but God's word can never fail. Amen, amen. Exodus chapter 2, from verse 11 to verse 15. Exodus chapter 2, from verse 11, I read in the name of the Lord. And it came to pass in those days when Moses was grown that he went out into his brethren and looked on their burdens and espied an Egyptian smiting an Hebrew, one of his brethren. And he looked this way and that way. And when he saw that there was no man, he slew the Egyptian and hid him in the land, in the sand. And when he went out the second day, behold, two men of the Hebrews strove together. And he said to him, That did the wrong. Wherefore smitest thou thy fellow? And he said, Who made thee a prince and a judge over us? Intendest thou to kill me as thou killest the Egyptian? And Moses feared and said, Surely this thing is known. Now when Pharaoh heard this, he sought to slay Moses. But Moses fled from the face of Pharaoh and dwelt in the land of Midian and he sat down by the well. Webulaniasulayakuyobivamirekuminorumu Namagamaga Echigambo chino chima nyise. Aofala obo ya ulida echigambecho na ayagala okumuta musa. Na ye musa naduka mumaso gafalao na atula monsi ya midiani. Na atula wansi okumpi noruazi. Ok, we are going to read the second part. Tugena kusomechitundu echokubiri. When we are seated, you can sit and we read the other part. Musoburo kutula kutusomechitundu echokubiri. Ephesians chapter 2. Abefeso sura ya kubiri. From verse 11. Okuva kurunyiriru wa kumina rumo. Uh, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 11 to 22 just listen to the reading of the word wherefore remember that you being in time past Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision by that which is called a circumcision in the flesh made by hands that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, 
having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who sometimes we are far off, are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the love commandments contained in ordinances to making himself of train one new man, so making peace, and that he might reconcile both to God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby, and came and preached peace to you, which were far off, and to them that were nigh. For through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. Now therefore, you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints, and of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye also are built together for a habitation of God through the Spirit. May the Lord add the blessings to his word. Alright, praise the Lord. At this morning, I'm going to take a text from that. According to the way the Holy Spirit put it in my heart last night. And I'm calling it the value of brotherhood. The value of brotherhood. Brother, sisters, God loves brotherhood so much. God loves brotherhood so much. There are two things God loves. I want to hear today. First one. God loves a lost sinner. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but should have everlasting life. Let me tell you brethren it was in the heart of God that he must have fellowship when Adam and Eve sinned and it was in the heart of God that he needs to redeem Adam's foreign race. He looked that way. He looked this way. Nobody could do it. He decided to come himself in the person of Jesus Christ. For Jesus Christ was Emmanuel, which means God with us. And the Bible says God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. So we see the love of God constrained him 
to come live his glory. Put on human flesh. He put on flesh like you. Like me. He walked on this earth. He humbled himself. Like any human being. He took the lowest position. He took the lowest name. They call him Belzebub. But they didn't know. The Bible says. If they had known. But because of their wisdom. The wisdom of the world. But if they had known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Let me tell you, friends, Jesus on earth was God in human flesh. Amen. Amen. He walked on this earth, He lived on this earth. He had no, the Bible says, Bible he had even nowhere to lay his head. But let me tell you, they call him names, but there was something in his heart. The heart of God was beating, and his heart beat. He was looking for that lost soul. That God cared because of sin. That went into the camp of Satan. And Satan made them his prisoners. Satan made them his prisoners. But Jesus came. Determined to get that lost soul. They never loved him. But he loved them. That's why the Bible says today we love him because he loved us first. When you, when you didn't love him but he loved you. He loved you when you were unlovable. And he went to the cross. He gave a testimony to the world. He said, I have power to lay down my life. And I have power to take it back. Praise the Lord. What happened on the cross? He paid the price of redemption. It was a requirement of God. That the blood of an innocent one. Innocent services must be shed. Because there was enmity. Between God and man. Because there was a barrier. That had come in. And was called sin. And sin brought death. And death means total separation from God. But God was determined to bring a reconciliation. God was determined to make a provided way that will bring man back to himself. 
and bring them to a position they had fallen away from. They fell away from the position of being sons and daughters of God. And the Bible says, as men as believed him, he gave them power to become sons and daughters of God. And when Jesus died, he cried, it is finished. Which means in another language, Tetelestai. Tetelestai means the debt has been paid. And now there is no more enmity. Whoever will receive it, will receive the pardon of God. When Jesus rose again, the Bible says he rose for our justification. So we see brethren, one heartbeat of God is to get that lost soul and bring him reconciled back to God and receive eternal life by the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Be born again. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That is one heartbeat of God. The second heartbeat of God. God loves brotherhood. Among the people he has saved. Among the people he has called. Among the people he has forgiven. Among the people he has pardoned. Among the people he has given his word. Among the people he has given the Holy Ghost. God wants them to be in a brotherhood. God loves brotherhood. God loves a lost sinner. He hates sin. But he loves a sinner. And once he has saved the soul, he wants the soul to come into fellowship and brotherhood with the rest of the redeemed ones. Give a mighty clap to Jesus. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Amen. Hallelujah! Let us go. The word brotherhood in the Greek it's called Adelphote. Adelphote. In the Greek, the word brotherhood means Adelphote. And Adelphote, Adelphote means the members of the Christian church. It means Christendom. Christendom. Then there is another word. It means a band of brothers. A band. A band is B-A-N-D. B-A-N-D. A band of brothers. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? In the Greek, 
The word brotherhood means a band of brothers. Now listen. And the word burn. The word burn. In the Bible interpretation. It means a troop of soldiers. It means soldiers. It means a troop. It means an army. Are you getting somewhere with me? Let's read a scripture. Let's read First Peter chapter 2. First Peter chapter 2. Verse 17. We shall see that in Hebrew language, the word ban means troops or soldiers or an army. First Peter chapter 2 verse 17 we shall look at the Bible but at one point we shall also bring in the prophet messenger as the Lord leads us so just keep praying as we go along First Peter chapter 2 verse 17 Verse 17. First Peter chapter 2 verse 17. What does it say? It says, Honor all men. Is that right? Is that right church? I want to know that you are following me. Honor all men. I want you to say amen to that. Love the brotherhood. Love the brotherhood. Honor all men. Honor all men. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the king. Amen. Amina. Amen. Amina. Honor all men. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the king. Amen. Amina. First Peter chapter 5. Verse 9. We have quite a number of scriptures to read. Let's move. Today I want us to move a little faster. First Peter 5, 5.9 Listen brothers and sisters whom resist steadfast in the faith. Maybe let's, let's give a background of verse 8. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about, seeing 
seeking whom he may devour. Is that right? Is that right? Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, notice the devil is not a roaring lion. <laughs> but he's just like one. He roars like one. Is that right? But he's not the lion. But he roars like one. But we know who is the lion. In the scriptures. We know who's the true lion. Don't we? We know the lion of the tribe of Judah. That is the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That's why in Amos he says, the lion has roared. Who can but fear? The lawyer, the Lord God has spoken. Who can but prophesy? And this is the hour, brethren. This is the hour. The lion of the tribe, the tribe of Judah. He has roared in the age of Laodicea. In the mouth of a prophet. Praise the Lord. Amen. He has left us a message. And who can but prophesy? To prophesy means inspiration. It means to speak by inspiration. So now the fivefold ministry, the Holy Ghost is the fivefold ministry to, to speak by inspiration. Because the lion has already roared by the mouth of a prophet. Praise his wonderfulness. Amen, amen. And what is happening now? Satan is an impersonator. Is that right? Is that right? He perverts the plan of God. And I'm going to tell you why, brethren, we should value brotherhood. I'm building you a foundation by, by the grace of the Lord. And Peter says, Peter Nagamba, be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, Sitani, as a roaring lion, walks about atambula, atambula. seeking whom he may devour. Watch verse 9. Whom resists steadfast in the face? What? Knowing that the same afflictions the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? If you had me in Hebrew the word brotherhood means an army. Are you following me? Are you following me? Are you following me? It means a troop of soldiers. And we are going to see friends. It has been the cunningness of Satan. 
Satan knows the way God will conquer the world is by raising an army of soldiers. Soldiers of the faith whom he has trained by the world. Praise the Lord. But Satan has a counterfeit because he is the opponent of God. And in the message, the conflict between God and Satan, we know there are two powers today. The power of God and the power of Satan. And those powers, they are going to test their strength. And I'm here to inform you the hour has arrived for the powers to be tested. Amen. 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 Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. And he said, Lord, I'll be with you always until the end of this. Let me tell you that scripture in Mass 28 verse 19 it says in your King James go and teach all nations but brother Branham he interpreted it in the message God had explained he said the original interpretation of that scripture is go make disciples of all nations because it's a strategy of God which works to conquer the world is to get tools tools of men and women whom he has trained by the Holy Ghost by his word and given them the faith and they are going to be real soldiers of Jesus Christ here on earth God is looking for an army here on earth and Satan is also preparing his army. Praise the Lord. And the two armies they have been fighting each other right from Genesis but we are living at the end time. It is the culmination of the end. The two powers are coming to their showdown and one of these days we are going to be part of the showdown and if you don't know where you belong you will find yourself in a wrong army. Amen. 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 The name brotherhood. The name brethren. Means soldiers. We are supposed to be soldiers of Christ. Amen. That's right. That's right. That's why we sing song 18. Onward Christian soldiers marching us to war with the cross of Jesus going on before us. For we are not divided. We are one in charity, in love, in faith. 
in faith, in doctrine. Praise the Lord. You sing that song just for enjoyment. But today, you should get it by revelation. Praise the Lord. Amen, amen. 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 Let's go to First Peter chapter 5. Verse Whom receives steadfast in the faith knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in Zana. Is that what it says? Is that what it says? The brethren who are in Zana the brethren who are in little flock church only. Is that what the Bible says? The brethren that are in the entire world. So therefore, we must have spiritual discernment to discern the body of Christ. Because there is a time of identification. We must know whom we identify with. Otherwise, you may find yourself in a wrong army and fighting a fellow brother. Last night, God told me it is so hard when you see two brothers fighting each other. That's what Moses meant. He first found an Egyptian fighting an Hebrew. Moses knew where to stand. He knew who to support. He knew who was on his side. He knew who was his enemy. And you must know your enemy. Praise the Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. He went straight away on the side of the Hebrew and stood with him for the Egyptian and killed The next day, he found two Hebrews fighting. Praise the Lord. Moses did not take sides. Men of us always want to take sides. When we find brethren fighting, but Branham told us only take sides with Jesus. We take sides with Jesus. When we find brethren quarreling, we take sides with Jesus. Jesus is the word of God. And we use the word to bring them to reconciliation. Amen. 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 And you know what happened? When you find two brethren quarreling, it is easy to identify the one who is in the wrong. Praise the Lord. When Moses began to went to separate them, one of them kept quiet, accepted this wrong, and apologized. But the other one said, You who has made you to be a judge of Aram. Praise the Lord. Do you want to kill him? He personalized it. 
That's a man walking in the flesh. A message believer in the flesh. Praise the Lord. But one was filled with the Holy Ghost. He saw where the battle was going. He accepted apology. Praise the Lord Jesus. Amen. He accepted Moses to mediate between their quarrel. Between their fighting. And today, brethren, we must accept the Holy Ghost to mediate for us in our quarrels, in our fighting, in our hatred, in our enmity. We need only the Holy Ghost to come down from heaven and mediate for us. Otherwise, we are going to eat one another. We are going to finish each other. The Bible says, be careful. Lest you are consumed of one another. And today, message believers, they are consuming each other. And they don't, they don't find, have time to pray. And seek God for mediation. It will take God Almighty to save the anti-message movement. Otherwise, the anti-message movement is ending life like the Catholic Church. It's ending like the Lutherans. We are ending like the Methodists. We are ending like the Pentecost. We are ending right there. What, the, what destroyed them? We have allowed it to come in our midst. The same devil that organized denomination and separated brotherhood. The same devil has Come inside. He is the locust. The locust that has eaten the leaves of divine fellowship. Even after the message was restored, the devil has mended again. What the prophet restored. I'm telling you, brothers, let these boys go where it will go. But I'm here to tell you the sickest people on earth. Right now, is the bride of Jesus. Let us accept it. We are sick. We are spiritually sick. We have been torn apart. We are wounded. There is no peace. There is no true joy. In our midst, we might be as well sober. We might become sober and go back on our knees with prayers and fasting and seek the God of glory to come and mediate for us. May God come and mediate for us. It will only take the Lord Jesus to come and mediate for us. Brother Branham is here no more. He would have been the one to help us. But he is here no more. And he will, he will not be here again until some of us will meet him in the rapture. The only person who can help us now is the Holy Ghost.
and the Holy Ghost is the pillar of fire that led the children of Israel and is here today Jesus Christ the same yesterday today and forever Amen 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 Praise his wonderful name Let us go to Zachariah we are going slowly, slowly. Just be praying for me, brethren. God loves brotherhood. How many of you love brotherhood? Say amen to that. Do we have people here who love brotherhood? Amen. Amen. God bless you. At least a number of you love brotherhood. Zakaria chapter 11. Zakaria sula ya kuminemu. Zakaria chapter 11. Zakaria sula ya kuminemu. Our time is rushing, but let's try to chase it. Because God willing, in the afternoon, I want us to deal with something different. But now we are talking about brethren, the value of there is value in brotherhood. Let's look at it in the word of God. The word of God is truth, isn't it? Isn't it, brethren? God bless you. Zachariah chapter 11. Do you love the word of God? Do you love the reading of his words? Amen. Zakaria chapter 11. Let's begin from around verse 10. And I took my staff, even beauty, and cut it asunder that it might break my covenant which I had made with all the people. And it was broken that day and so the poor of the flock that waited upon me, knew that it was the word of the Lord. Nentuala omugo gwange, echisanyikirua, nengusala wakati indio kendibie ndagano yange, jinalaga ananama wanga gona. Negumenyeka kurunaku uro, buwechitio abanaku abomu chisubo, abari wampulida nebategeira ngachino, chechigambo cha mukama. And I said to them, if you think good, give me my prize. If not, forbear. So they wait for my prize, certain pieces of silver. And the Lord said to me, cast it into the potter, a good price that I was price of them. And I took the certain pieces of silver and cast them to the potter in the house of the Lord. Then I cut asunder my own staff. It watch even bands. Mark that word bands. Now that I might break the brotherhood between Judah and Israel. And the Lord said to me. 
Take unto you the instrument of a foolish shepherd. And on and on you, read, you can read it. I want you to pay attention church this way. That prophecy. Yeah, where how the prophet of God told us. When you read the Bible and you don't see Jesus in the scriptures, he said you read it again. Because you have, you have left something. Because the scriptures testify of Jesus. Is that right? Is that right? Now watch the, the what the Bible says. I needed a, a, a blackboard. I saw this time I will get my white chalkboard here. <laughs> Please next time I want my white chalkboard. But the Bible says, pay attention. Look at me here because I want to follow me. God has two bands, two staff, two staff in his hands. God has two staff in his hands. On one hand, that staff is called beauty. On the other hand, the staff is called bands. And he says, he cuts the staff called beauty. And it was sold for 30 pieces of silver. And in Hebrew, the word beauty means the loved one. The one I love to dwell in. And we see when Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist on River Jordan. The Bible says, Bible when he came out of the river, heaven was open. He saw the Holy Spirit descending like a dove upon him. And a voice came and said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm delighting to tell God uniting with the man was the grace of God. The beauty of God is his grace. The beauty of God for you and me is that when you are unlovable, his love reaches you. And when God's love is projected, sovereign grace takes over. And beauty is grace. Praise the Lord Jesus. And the Son of God the son of God. He was laying on the cross. And Judas Iscariot sold him for 30 pieces of silver. Is that right? God says, I cut beauty into a half. And it was sold for 30 pieces of silver. Jesus is the beauty of God. Jesus is the glory of God. Jesus is the power of God. Jesus is the love of God. Jesus is eternal life. Jesus God's glory. Praise the Lord. He is the mercy of God. Amen. 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 
Right familiar two star beauty. God has two things past beauty. And beauty was cut off. And sold for 30 pieces of silver. And we know who that is. If you are spiritual, you know who that one who was sold for peace, 30 pieces of Jesus, like Joseph in the Old Testament, Joseph was a type of Christ. He was sold for 20 pieces of silver by his brethren to the Ismailites. The merchants who are going to eat it, he was a type of Christ. And Christ was sold for 30 pieces of silver. Oh, put it in another way. He was betrayed by one of his apostles. Judas Cariot to the Pharisees. They sold him for 30 pieces of silver. And with the money, they bought a potter's field. The second staff God has, which I want you to watch very well. It's called bands. And a band in one sense is a cord. A Which binds some things together. That's in one sense. In another sense, it is soldiers. Oh, an army. So I want to see, brothers, the plan of God. Salvation by beauty being cut. Jesus, the Son of God. By His blood, He redeems His church. Is that right? Then, He has a ban in His hand. And one sense of the ban is a cord. Is for binding together. And today I want to tell you. God has a binding cord. For his church. God knew. Right from Genesis. There was a prophecy. To Eve. I will put enmity between your seed and his seed. For Jesus says, he who scatters does not gather. Is that right? Is that right? And we know who scatters. He will know who scatters the flock. Don't you know the one who don't you know who scatters the flock? In that very scripture, Jesus quoted it to his disciples. When he was about to die, he told them, Smite the shepherd, the flock will be scattered. Is that right? The shepherd is the pastor. So you can see. 
If Satan wants to divide his church, well, do you know where he goes? He goes to the shepherds. Are you following me? Are you following me? When I speak like this, friends, I am trembling in my heart. God me. The problem we are having today, we had it in the denomination. But we also have an anti-message movement. The problem is the shepherds. We saw it the other day. In the sea, they built a, 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 a well of Essek. And another one of Sitina. And the Bible says they had men. Are the ones who strove about it. Is that right? Is that right? We, we did you respect to my pastor. And you pastors who are here. We are not pointing this to an individual. But God is helping us to diagonize the problems in the message. I told you I may not be speaking only to you. But wherever this voice is going, God knows where it will reach. What brought the cooling from the revival we started the message is the problem with the pulpit the problem is not the flock the problem is here praise the Lord and Satan knows it that's why Jesus said, Smite the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. So we need to pray very much for our pastors. They are the target of the enemy. Are you following me? They are the target of the enemy. Once Satan has managed to get the pastors to disagree on a certain teaching, you know trouble has come. You know trouble has come. Even in a local church here, if two, if they are associates or the elders, one elder in the church or two elders in the church are not happy with the way the pastor is running the affairs of the church and they begin church politics and begin to move around the brethren behind the back of the pastor you know trouble has come you know trouble has come. If you're not careful, division is on his road. Like one pastor was telling us who has studied about the problems in a time message. They have found out the biggest problem in anti-message churches around the world is the spirit of division. 
And it is fueled by hatred and enmity. And the people behind are the church leaders. They are the ministers of the gospel. May God help us. May God help us. I want to stand with you, my pastors and fellow ministers. We are guilty. We are guilty for dividing the church of God. We are guilty for preaching division. We are guilty for preaching enmity. We are guilty for preaching hatred. God is not happy because God loves brotherhood. Brother Branham preached brotherhood. He lived brotherhood. But we his followers we are misrepresented his message. And yet we say we follow brother Branham. I'm going to show you 148 quotes where brother Branham preach about brotherhood about many other places where he had advocated for God's people to be one because God has a binding cup. Amen. 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 His 12 apostles, the 12 apostles, and the 120, he got on the Pentecost. By the time they went to the upper room, they had their own individual differences. But God told them to wait for 10 days until they have forgotten their individual differences before he sends them the binding card. And the Bible says when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were in one place and in one accord. There came a rushing mighty wind and he sat upon, a, upon each one of them. Cloven tongues of fire descended upon each one of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they came out speaking tongues. The God brought the church. We are going to tell you Nimrod 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 has a binding cord. Praise the Lord. The enemy has a binding cord. But he's impersonating God. Because it's God who has a true binding cord. Amen. 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 And today, Nimrod, in the name of Antichrist, in the name of Pope of Rome, he has his binding cord. And you must be aware of that binding card. But take note of this. He is an impersonator of God. It is Almighty God who has the true binding card. And the binding card is the Holy God. The Holy God is God's love in your heart. Because God is love. And the Bible says the love of God is shed abroad. 
in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which dwells in us. God got 120 people on the day of Pentecost in the right atmosphere. They were in one accord, in one heart, in one soul. That was the bride of Jesus. And God says, I will restore, says the Lord. I believe, brethren, we are living in a time. We are living in an hour. God is bringing his chance back to the true binding car. The issue is this. Have you received the true binding car? Amen. If you have received it, you will recognize your brother. You love spiritual discernment to discern the body of Christ. Amen. Because Paul says, by one spirit, we are baptized into one body. Whether we are Jews, whether we are Greeks, we have all been made to drink into one spirit. And the body of Jesus he is not divided. The body of Jesus is one. They are together a mystical body filled with the Holy Ghost. They don't know each other carnally. They know each other by spiritual discernment. Amen. Because there is a, a, a deep which calls to the deep. A deep cause to the deep. A deep cause to the deep. If you have one binding card, when you pull it, it pulls the other one. When the other one pulls, it pulls another one. When the other one pulls, it pulls the other one. The binding card brings us together into a fellowship, into a brotherhood, as sons and daughters of the living God. Give a mighty clap to the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You read Zachariah. He says, Watch. Verse 14. Then I cut asunder nine mine other stuff, even bands, that I may break the brotherhood between Judah and Israel. Praise the Lord. God was speaking to Israel and says because you are disobedient to my word you have failed to listen to the voice of my prophets. Even you have crucified the Messiah on the cross. I'll cut the band. And the moment I cut that band, your brother is gone. And that's what happened when the Jews rejected Christ. God cut the band. God turned to the Gentiles to get a bride for Jesus. That's why you find today we and the Jews in Israel we are not so much closely related. Even as we speak, 
There is still a lot of division among them. But God has restored them back to the nation. From 1948, Israel is back as a nation. You remember they got divided into Judah and Israel. How many of you remember it? After King Solomon, under Rehoboam and Job, Jeroboam, Israel was divided into two because God was fed up with their nonsense. They are fasting, they are quarreling. Oh, brother. Let me drive it to you, friends. May God help me to drive to you. You end time message believers. As long as you continue fasting, as long as you continue quarreling, God will break the bank. God will break the core of your unit. Something that's supposed to unite you, God will break it. The Bible says, grieve not the Holy Spirit wherever you are sealed until the day of your redemption. The Holy Ghost is the seal. It's the bond that God unites the church together. But as long as you continue fighting, you continue quarreling, you continue arguing, it will grieve away the Holy Ghost. The moment the Holy Ghost grieved in your midst, even your brotherhood will die. That's right. Praise the Lord. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Because the binding cord of God is the Holy Ghost. If they are with in a revival and the Holy Ghost is moving, you will see a church in unity. You will see a church in love. Brothers loving one another, praying for each other, shaking hands with children in love. Why? is a binding cord Amen, amen, amen. Amen. May God help us, brother. Restore to us the binding cord of the Holy Ghost. And if we say we have the Holy Ghost, then we should have the binding cord. We should be able to reach out to other lost brothers and sisters and see what we can do to restore them back to God. Amen. Praise is wonderful. Remember the second in a meaning of the word bands is soldiers is an army troops in the message the position of the believer 1955. The prophet of God refers us to Ezekiel 37 and I want us to go there. Before we get so much tired, let us go there. Ezekiel 37. I don't want you to misunderstand me, brethren. 
We are trying to define what brotherhood is. That's one. Two. How do we enter into this brotherhood? Three. What is the value of brotherhood? Remember brotherhood. Properly it means the feeling of brotherliness. The feeling of brotherliness. That's what it means. The feeling of brotherliness. It's about unity of the brotherhood. Brethren of like precious faith. As the Bible talks about. Before we go any further. I want to show by the scriptures which the prophet referred to us. The deeper meaning of the word bonds. And how it is uh, uh, the cord it has. The cord. If we can identify that cord and see how we can get that card. We shall, I'm sure, not be misled, brethren. On the issue of brotherhood. And to be easy for you to identify the, 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 the bands of Nimrod. Of our time. And then you take care of that Nimrod ban. Alright, here we are, 37 verse 1. The hand of the Lord was upon me. He carried me out in the spirit of the Lord. Set me down the midst of the valley, which was full of the bones of, of bones. And, and cause me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley. And Lord, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can this bones live? And I answered, Oh Lord God, you know it. Again he said to upon this bonds and said to them, Oh ye dry bars, hear the word of the Lord. That says the Lord God unto these bonds. Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you. And bring a flesh upon you. And cover you with the skin. And put breast in you. And you shall live. And you shall know. That I am the Lord. Amen. Verse 7. Listen. Church. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. And behold, a shaking. 
The bonds come together. Bound to his bond. And when I beheld, Lord, this news, the flesh came up upon them. And the skin covered them about. But there was no breath in them. Then he said to them, Prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man. Say to the wind. Then says the Lord God. Come from the four winds. O breast. And breathe upon this slave. That they may leave. So I prophesied as he commanded me. And the breast came into them. And lived. Now watch church stood upon their feet an exceeding great army. Then he said to me, son of man, his bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dry. Our hope is lost. We are cut off for our parts. Therefore, prophesy and say to them, that is the Lord God. Behold, all of my people, I'll open your graves. Cause you to come out of the graves, bring you into the land of Israel. And you shall know, verse 13, and you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves. All my people and brought you out of your graves. Listen, church, verse 14. Pay attention to that. I shall put my spirit in you and you shall live. And I shall place you into your own land. Then shall you know that I, the Lord, have spoken and performed it, says the Lord. Amen, amen. Amen. The prophet of God tells us that was a type of how God was restoring the church. After Pentecost, he, had the bound, he got the church bound by the cord of the Holy Ghost. Into one accord, into love, into one soul, into one faith, into one love, into one baptism. But later on, the enemy came through the shepherds. If you saw in Zachariah where we left, God is against the idol shepherd. God is pronouncing a curse upon idol shepherds who worship idols. Praise the Lord. And we know where idolatry started. It was in Babylon of Nimrod. That became mystery Babylon in the Catholic system. The first organized. And Brother Branham says the Catholic Church started on the New Pentecost. They were the original there. But idol shepherds came in and they brought a different binding cord. It was called a cord of Nicolaitanism. Right. Praise the Lord. 
Where man was bound to fellow man. In the hierarchy of leadership. And today they have the Pope on top of it. It's a binding code of Nicolaitanism. And Nicolaitanism is Antichrist. We have nothing to do with that binding code. Praise the Lord Jesus. Amen. 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 But God through Martin Luther. He brought by the reformation. A revival. Of the church by faith. The church was torn until it became dry bones. It was dead. Bright dry bones. But God is a God of restoration. He told the prophet, can this bones live again? The prophet said, I don't know you know. He said, I know what to do. I'll put the sinews, the flesh, the skins, and he says, he saw the bones coming to the bone. Bone coming to the bone. But they were still dead. No life in it. And that's how God did it. After Martin Luther, here comes John Wesley with his sanctification. The second work of grace. He brought the Methodists with a revival. But finally, they organized. They got another card of Nicolaitans. They organized and they died. Now, now the third card, the third stage of it, God told Prophet Ezekiel, prophesy to the wind, prophesy to the wind, and the breath will come from there. It will enter those bones. And they shall live. And he says, I prophesy as I commanded. And as he prophesied, the breast came on them. Born to his bomb. Born to his bomb. Born to the 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 bomb. And when they stood up, he says he saw a great exceeding army. A great exceeding army. And he told us there in Ezekiel. I will put my spirit within them. And they shall live. I believe brothers and sisters. One main purpose. God sent brother Barnum to us. With this message. Was open the word to us. The same doctrine. Apostolic doctrine. That Peter had. On the day of Pentecost. Apostle Paul had. Repentance. And baptism. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And receiving the Holy Ghost. The same way they did in the beginning. I believe that was one main purpose of God. And if we have received it, brethren, if we have received the Holy Ghost, it is God's binding cause. 
Are you following me, church? What is God looking for? God is looking for soldiers. God is looking for an army. We are not talking about salvation army. Which is now a denomination. That's not what we are talking about. Paul says. We are soldiers. Of Christ. And as soldiers. We should not entangle ourselves. With the affairs of the world. Is that right? In, in Ephesus. Ephesians chapter 6. He says put on the whole arm of God. He said finally be strong brethren. Be strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. Why should we put on the whole armor? Because we are so we are soldiers of the cross. We are soldiers of the Lord Jesus. Are you following me? Are you following me? You the soldiers. You should know the binding cords. That binds you as one army. Every army must have the army commander. Is that right? Even UPDF. They have army, army. They call him commander in chief. Of UPDF. His Excellency. You may not like that. But His Excellency. Praise the Lord Jesus. He is the commander in chief. Of UPDF. The army of Uganda. The Republic of Uganda. Right now they are in Congo. Under his command. And they are platoon commanders there my friend. But they must obey orders from state house. There is only one commander they listen to. And you remember President Museveni. About I think 201. He came with a manifesto. He said, I want to professionalize the army. Some of his opponents thought that man was joking. But that's a man who knows, he has a vision of what, to do, what, what the importance of an army. And if a natural man has that idea, how much do you think God has the idea? If a natural man has that wisdom, he must have a well-trained army. Well-trained and well-armed. And they must be together in brotherhood. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So tells us, put on the whole armor of God. As soldiers of the cross, we have one army commander. That is the Holy Ghost. That is the Lord Jesus. 
He's here right now. He said, Where are two or three? Together in my name, I am in their midst. You, the soldiers, take it to the voice of the commander. Brother Branham said, We don't come to church as a picnic. We come for training. We come because there is a battle. There is a war. There is an enemy. That is after your sword. We must be ready. We must be prepared. And God is here with us. He has the dressing code. God has the garment. God has the uniform. For every soldier. If he is Come and get the uniform of Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. And God has a binding cup. Soldiers are trained to be disciplined. Even they know today. If you find the army which is not disciplined. That army will never win any war. They will always be defeated. Before their enemies. And you and time message believers. It is time to hear the voice of God. We are far with the enemies at hand. The enemies at the door. He has already built his trenches. The Pope of Rome is ready. He has already amassed his army with the binding code of ecumenism and the World Council of Churches. And they are ready for war. And I'm going to tell you tonight what the Holy Ghost told me last night. God told me last night there is only one person that the Pope does not know that he is enemy. And that is William Marion Branham. There is only one person they know has a message that really hits them to their hearts. That is William Marion Branham. And they are aware there are people who are following his message and they are prepared for war with the people who follow Branham and his message. It is the voice of God. You better hear it, friends. Right? We should be ready for war. God is here to dress us as soldiers of the cross as the army of the Lord Jesus. We are ready for war. We must be sure when the enemy comes like a flood, God will raise a standard against the enemy. I won't tell you, brethren, time for fighting should be normal. Come to the camp. Come to the camp to learn how to fight, how to prepare for war. Church is not for fighting one another. Church is for learning the tactics of war. I, am I here? Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? The Bible says, children of God will be taught by God Himself.
And the Holy Ghost is the teacher. The Holy Ghost is here with us. Today in the fivefold ministry. Getting his army. God knows what it takes. To defeat the Pope and the Antichrist. As Satan has troops. In the Vatican. Vatican, in the World Council of Churches they are going to be led by the G6 praise the Lord and they are being trained and you you are sleeping but I am here to wake you tonight in the name of Jesus wake up from your sleep amen amen Amen. 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 You are here on one other's The enemy is just here to kill you. The enemy has a sword to pierce you. And will pierce both of you. He doesn't know you are quarreling. He doesn't know your internal problems. He only knows you believe the message of William Brown. And his sword is ready. Praise the Lord. Praise his wonderful name. I am so glad that God has a binding cup. The cord is the Holy Ghost. When we get the Holy Ghost, we shall stand up as a mighty army. Amen. A mighty exceeding army. The army of God is not by number. No, sir. No, sir. We are not worried about their number. Few is many if God is in it. Hallelujah! I don't care how few we are. What we need is to learn the tactics of God. We must have understanding, brethren. The midst of the hour was meant to make us soldiers of the cross. By now we should be strong. We should be mature. Knowing what love is all about. How to respect one another. Even with the individual differences. But we must have an overall view. There is only one enemy. We are not enemies here. We know who are enemies. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise His wonderful name. Do you love the Lord Jesus? Amen. 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 I want to release you. Then we can maybe just continue. Praise the Lord. Let me, let me release you first from this. On what the Holy Spirit told me last night. Put it in my heart. And I was writing it down. Creation of a ban. The creation of a ban or an army. All soldiers is to get ready, get them ready for the battle. With our sworn enemy, we have a sworn enemy who's ready for you and me and attack. 
The enemy has already created his army. And dug the trenches. Ready for the battle. Against the people of God. You have had a war that's going between Russia and Ukraine. Isn't yeah. it? Some of you, you are seeing it on YouTube. You will see. How the Russian army. Trained by Putin. They came to Ukraine. Trained soldiers. So armed and so equipped to the teeth. And you would think. That Ukraine will go and fire within the next 24 hours. And indeed, you have caused a lot of great damage to that country. The country is almost desolate. A lot of innocent people have died. Others have run out as refugees. We cannot tell how many soldiers have died in the battlefield on both sides. But every time you hear gunshot, every time you hear missile go, you know that is an innocent life going. A lot of bloodshed is being shed. And the world is watching. And you are not aware. Some of us are not aware that God, the prophetic, the prophets of Brother Branham, God told Brother Branham, watch the king of Russia, king of the north, watch Russia, watch Russia. And you know, there is seven vision. He saw America in debris. She had been blown up. And he said it is Russia. That will blow America up. Because they rejected the word of God. And he said communism. Is a tool in the hands of God. To revenge against America. And also the Vatican. They will blow them, the Antichrist. And the time of that is near, friends. So as we are at the end, in the natural standpoint, we see the shaking in the world. We see the armies fighting nations. That should be a wake-up call for you and me. If you are spiritually minded, you should know the hour we are living is not for sleeping in the church. The hour we are living is not over sleeping at night. The hour we are living is not fighting your brother. The hour we are living is to look for a fellow soldier wherever they are on the earth. Let me tell you, church, little flock church is not enough. Sana will not be enough. We need every brother in Australia. We need a brother in China. We need a brother in Rwanda. We need a brother in Mali. We need a brother anywhere in the world. Because when they receive the Holy Ghost, it becomes a great standing army.
We need the input of everyone. Whether it's a, 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 a deacon or not a deacon. Whether it's a brother or a, a, a sister in the church. We need that sister. That prayerful sister we need her. She is going to help us in this battle. The pastor cannot manage it alone. Deacons cannot manage it alone. We need everybody together. We need to unite our hearts together. So the Holy Ghost can move among us. Because we need instructions from the commander about the hour we are living. Amen. And how to prepare for the battle. Like just Joshua. When Moses went over the sea, Joshua took over. Then Abraham said, Joshua, Christ, the end time church leader. And the end time church leader is the Holy Ghost Christ. He is the one who has the instructions how we can conquer the land. That's why Abraham preached a message. The position of a believer. It is the Holy Ghost that gives you your position in Canaan's land. And our land is not the millennium. Our land right now is Christ. Trust the word of God. Thank God we are there. And in Canaan, it was not a tea party. Canaan was a battle. Canaan was fighting. And God told them, every place your food shall Everywhere your food shall Everywhere your food shall I have already given it to you. Because footprints means possession. Wherever we touch, we possess it. Wherever we step, we possess it. Now for us, instead of possessing, we are quarreling over one spoon Praise the Lord Jesus. The whole world is ours. Jesus said, go and preach the gospel to all the world and to every creature. He who believes and is baptized shall be saved. He who does not believe will be down and this signs shall follow them that's why John Wesley John Wesley when his, his father Anglican bishop refused the pulpit for him because he was preaching holiness he said he told his he got Whitefield. Whitefield. He told Whitefield. Whitefield was already in the, in the, in the mission field. Whitefield told John Wesley. Forget about it. You come. They stood in the field. And John Wesley said. The world is my parish. The world is my parish. 
Praise the Lord Jesus. So we need to possess the gates of our enemy. That's why we should support the pastor. As he's going for evangelism, let us send him as a soldier. Let's back him. Let him go and possess more ground for us so that he gets some more soldiers. The more we have them, the better. Praise the Lord Jesus. Brothers and sisters, do you see the binding cord? God has two things in his heart. One is called beauty. That was Christ. He was cut off. Sold for 30 pieces of silver. And he has bonds to unite the brotherhood. Amen. Amen. Do you have that coward? Do you have that binding coward? We sing, I am one of them, I am one of them. Are we really one of them? Praise the Lord Jesus. We should never point a fire on your enemy, fellow friend. There was a president called Milton Obote. Some of you are young people, you don't know him. You read him in history. But what time he had an army commander called Oito Jok. was an actually very honored but at the same time feared soldier. Especially by many soldiers. They fought in the Liberation War 1979. But one day, he died in an helicopter crash. But you know, it took about, about one full year before he made a replacement. And one finally did it. He got another a langi man called Oponachak. And the moment he put Oponachak there, I think it was around Bugolobi. There was a friendly fire that happened between the Acholi soldiers and the Langi soldiers in Obote's army. And was in Kampala. One day people woke up in the morning, bullets, boop, 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 Some people died. All they to find, it was a friendly fire. Brother fighting fellow brother. And that marked the beginning of the end of Obote. Truly brethren, Divided we fall. United we stand. Are you following me, church? Are you saying, brethren? I, I, I am not, I am afraid, brethren. We have used friendly fire against one another. We have fought one another. Remember, I'm saying, it may not be us here. This voice is going around the world. Wherever it is going, we are listening. We have fought one another. 
We know it, brethren. Over sometimes minor differences. Over doctrinal differences. We have torn the bride of Jesus. We have torn brotherhood and fellows. Because of ego. Ego, ego, pride, arrogance among the ministers who are not ready to hear the other fellow also say something. They believe they are the only ones who have the full understanding of Branham's message. But Paul says, Apostle Paul says, we know in a part until the perfect one comes. The Bible says, iron sharpens iron. And a close friend will shape another friend. Iron sharpens iron. One minister cannot perfect a church. A church of God, as we saw on Friday, we saw on Friday as a fivefold ministry of apostles, prophets, evangelists, teachers, and pastors. The Bible says, for perfecting the saints, for the work of ministry, for defying the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith, to the knowledge of the Son of God, until we grow into a stature of a perfect man in Christ Jesus. Where the body perfectly joined together. Where every joint supplies. Every joint supplies. And they define itself in love. Because God is, has a binding cord for the church. In the state of a perfect man, the capstone for the church is love. And you see, Brother Branham drew it himself. And below it, it is the Holy Ghost. So the binding code of God is the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is the love of God in your life. And the Bible says, Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Brother Bram preached a message. Corinthians, the book of correction. He told us, It's not about shouting and dancing and speaking He said, That's not Christianity. Because the enemy can impersonate all things. The devil can impersonate Speaking in tongues, he can impersonate shouting, he can impersonate dancing, he can impersonate all those things. And Paul says, Let me show you the excellent way. And said, 
Though I speak with the tongues of angels, of men, but without charity, I become a tinkling symbol. He said, Though I have all knowledge, though I know all mysteries, but without love, Paul said, I am nothing. That means, brothers, it's okay to know mystery. It's okay to know mystery. We thank God for the mystery. The revelation of the seals and all those things. We give God a praise. But I want to tell you, revelation of seals have only brought us to the knowledge of the plan of God. But that's not what God uses. As the binding cord. Are you following me? Your knowledge of the message is not the binding cord. Your knowledge of first pull, second pull, third pull is good. It's wonderful. We give God the glory. But that is not the ceiling cord. I know that shocks some of you, but it's very true. That's what Paul says. He said, even if I have all knowledge, even if I know all of mysteries, but without love, without charity, he said, I am nothing. Did he say like that? Did he say like that? First Corinthians chapter 13. I want us close there for today. Put there first Corinthians chapter 13. And we close for it for now. And see what God will have for us. I want to go slowly so that you get me. Praise the Lord. Brother, put it there, brother. Put it there, my precious brother. First Corinthians chapter 13. Aha. Though I have the gift of prophecy. And understand all mysteries. How many of you have read that in the Bible? Have you read it? I'm not the one who put it there. Remember what Brother Bram says. He preached what Paul preached. Is that right? And Paul says, Though we, or an angel, preach another gospel. Different from this. Let him be a curse. I want to hear somebody say amen to that. I want to hear somebody say amen to that. Isn't it written in your Bible? Isn't it written in your Bible? And for avoidance of doubt. So that you don't say brother Charles is not preaching the message. Put it down. Go home and read the message. Corinthians, the book of correction Brother by the prophet. Brother Branham preached that message. Corinthians, the book of correction. 
It is a message of the And it teaches there very well. And Christian brethren, it's not just, okay, it's okay to shout, to dance, all those prayers. But Brabham says, that's just the reaction of your face. Your face is reacting to the anointing. It is your face which produces that. And that's fine, it's okay. And Paul was talking us to the book of the Old Testament about Israel, the type of the church in the wilderness when they were following the pillar of fire. The Bible says they drank of that rock that followed them. They ate of that manna that they were getting. But yet the Bible says, but with men of them, God was not well pleased. Are you following me? Enjoying the same meal. Having the touch of the same anointing. But in their hearts, there was still a problem. We can be here in the church under the same anointing. Getting the same word. But yet some of our characters are not yet shaped properly. The problem is the condition of your heart. It is not about the anointing. Praise the Lord Jesus. Otherwise, how can you preach anointed ones at the end time? How can you preach that message? And yet they are there. Anointed ones at the end time. How do you tell a difference? If you follow the church of, of Kayanja, or Kakande, or Roni, you can see the display of anointing, miracles, signs, and wonders. People falling down and so forth, and shouting and so forth. How will we tell a difference between us and them? How do we tell a difference? There is something else you have received besides what they have. We have a revelation of the word of God. And the revelation of the word of God is the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you following? That's why we cannot try to defeat them by just anointing. We shall defeat them by the revelation of the word which we have. Praise the Lord. But above all, if you are in Corinthians, bring it now there. Paul said, I show you the excellent way. Do I have the gift of prophecy? And understand all the mysteries and all the knowledge. And do I have all of faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity? I am nothing. Is that right, church? Is that right, brothers? Is that written, brethren? That's not my word, friends. That's the word of God. And who said it? Apostle to the Gentiles. That's Apostle Paul. And Branham said he preached what Paul preached. And we shall be judged by the, the, the gospel of Paul. So when Paul is talking to the Corinthians, he was guiding them. Bless 
placing them to the right position as soldiers of the cross and show them what should really bind them together and that's where I'm getting at they don't understand all mysteries and it's okay brethren to know all mysteries I say bear me witness we are not condemning mysteries. We thank God for the mysteries. Personally, I have benefited so much by the revelation of the mysteries which God gave his servant prophet. We give God the glory. I want us to give a mighty clap to the Lord Jesus for that. Without the revelation of the seals, the Bible will not be a new book to us today. Is that right? But by the revelation of the seals, the Bible is a new book to us. We give God the glory. We can now enjoy. So the message of Brother Branham is a torchlight to the Bible. Is that so? It's a torchlight to the Bible. Right? So if you have the torch and you use it and you read your Bible, you can see what is there. You can even see more. Praise the Lord. Because now you have the torch. You have the light. You can see it clearly. So now we can see clearly. And we thank God for all mysteries. But Paul is saying, though you understand all mysteries and all knowledge, even if you have all of faith, so that you can remove mountains, but you don't have love, he says, I am nothing. Why? Why, brethren? Because knowledge, mysteries, faith is not the binding cause. They have their place. They have their place in the plan of God. But the binding God, I won't show you the binding code. Continue verse 3. Verse 4. Verse 4. And though I bestow all of my goods to feed the poor, though I give my body to be burned, and have no charity, it props me nothing. Is that right? Is that right also? Even if you give all, now it's not saying to give things to the poor is bad. Are you following me? Paul is not attacking that. But he's giving an understanding to us. Those things have their place. But God has something higher to bind his church together. Continue giving to the poor. Continue having the faith. Continue studying the mysteries. Continue studying the message. But there is something higher God wants us to know. Praise the Lord. Why? Say charity suffers not. It is kind. Charity envies not. Charity vaunts not. Itself is not puffed up. The Bible says knowledge pops up. 
But love edifies. Is that right? Continue down verse 5. Does not behave itself unseemly. Sits not her own. Is not easily provoked. Sings no evil. Rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. So if you have true love, true love does not condone sin. Because love rejoices in the truth. And the truth is the word of God. So even as we are talking about brotherly love, it doesn't mean we are going to compromise with the sin. No. Sin remains sin. Because love does not rejoice in iniquity. But the Bible says, because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. And he says, love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. We, are, we want soldiers in the army who can bear all things. They are trained enough. They can endure all hardships because they have the love of God. Charity never fails. I want you to turn to your neighbor there and say, Charity never fails. Love never fails. Love never fails. Love never fails. Have you told your friend there? Have you told your brother there? Love never fails. Have you told your brother that love never fails? Have you told your sister that love never fails? But what is going to fail? But whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Is that right? Is he refusing us to prophesy? In another scripture, Paul says, Don't despise prophesying. That's all. He is not refusing us to prophesy. So my sister, my brother, if God has blessed your gift of prophecy, and you feel the spirit of God coming upon you, speak the word of God. We shall compare it with the word. And if we say it is with the word, we shall give thanks. We shall receive it as a word from God. But he's trying to tell us, don't put all your hopes on that gift. Because there is something God has which is greater. Are we together? Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Is he saying we should not speak in tongues? No. Paul said, forbid not to speak in tongues. Jesus said, this sign shall follow them that believe. They will speak in tongues. And on the day of Pentecost, they spoke in tongues. Brother Branham spoke in tongues. 
Some of us have spoken in tongues. Isn't it? But he's saying, don't depend on those tongues. Because God has something greater. A stronger core to bind his soldiers. That's why today, if there are friends are here Pentecostals, everywhere you hear them, boom, 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 tang, 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 they have forgotten one thing. God has something more than tongues. They stopped in speaking tongues. They called, they remain speaking tongues hey, but, the but they rejected the words. But praise be to God. You and me, we have come out from there. We have come to the word. Praise the Lord Jesus. And I'm sure by the grace of God, we shall have genuine tongues here. An interpretation of tongues. Amen, amen. Because ours now we have the gifts and we place them in the order of the world. Amen. That one makes us different from Pentecost. We are not a Pentecostal church. We are more advanced than Pentecost. He says, whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. Are you listening there? Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. Is Paul saying we should not study the message? Is Paul saying we should not study the word of God? Hosea says, My people are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. Are we together? Paul said, Study to show yourself. A man approved to God. Who rightly divides the word of truth. So we should continue to study the message. We should continue to read our Bibles. But let us read them prayerfully. With the guidance of the Holy Ghost. Knowing very well, one day that knowledge shall cease. Are we together? Time is coming. We shall not need to read message books. How many of you are aware about it? Time is coming. We shall not need to hear the tapes. One of these days, heaven shall open. The, the, the Lord of knowledge. The one in whom is hid wisdom and knowledge shall open the skies. He will come for you and for me in the rapture. Once he takes us, we don't need to read the books. The book is already ahead of us. It will be a living book before us. The Lord Jesus Christ himself. Amen, amen. 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 But for now, let us continue to study. But just know the, the, the binding cord that God will bind his army is something greater. Did you get it? Continue there. First Corinthians, for we know in the part. Please look to us to your friend. 
And tell is that in the scriptures? Check whether your friend is aware it is in the scriptures. Is that in the scriptures? Is that in your Bible? Oh, you are saying that's Brother Charles' Bible. Is it in your Bible? Who said it? Apostle Paul. Paul said we know in the past. And we profess in the past. To tell you brothers, I believe right now, apart from Brother Branham, as a star and a prophet messenger, me, my belief, I could be wrong. You forgive me for that. The fivefold ministry, not one minister there has a monopoly of the revelation of the word. Because Paul says we know in the past. Are you following me? Are you following me? That's right. That's why I've told you. I told my people in the little flock church. My ministry alone cannot perfect them. They need another ministry to support mine. That's why we value brotherhood. Because brotherhood opens the door for God to send under ministers into our assembly. And what we don't know, God can use Pastor Gideon like recently he was there. The way God used him, I knew I cannot preach like him. You get it? I can't be him. He can't be me. But one thing is, we are both servants of one God. Are we together, brethren? That's why we value, value brotherhoods. We saw on Friday that God's gifts are not to a specific group. God sent his gifts to the church. And the church is not this building. The church is the body of Christ. By one spirit, we are baptized into one body. The church of Jesus is the body of Christ. Or born again Christians. Filled with the Holy Ghost. Walking in the light of the world. So we know in a part. Whether you apostle, prophet, teacher. We know in a part. And we prophesy in a part. Is that right? What verse 10? But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in the past shall be done away. Somebody say amen to Jesus. Amen. But when that which is perfect is come, what is the perfect? What is the perfect? Can I hear from you? What is the perfect? Oh, who is the perfect? Who is the perfect? It is the Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't it so? Isn't it so? Brother Benham told us where the prophet, where the uh, apostles, 
All those men were used mightily of God. But all of them, they had the human side. In one way or another, they made mistakes. But there is one man who is infallible, who never made a mistake, who cannot make a mistake, he will never make a mistake. That is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the perfect one. His word is perfect. Heaven and earth shall pass away. His word can never fail. You can place your faith on the word of God and know that it shall come to pass. No matter how long it will take, just stay with it. God will fulfill his word. That is the perfect one. All things are possible to him who believes the word of God. When that which is perfect comes, then the one which is perfect shall be done away. Perfect When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through the glass. Darkly. But then face to face. Face to face. Maso kumaso. Now I know in the past. But then shall I know. Even also as I am now. And then he nails it now. And now abides. Kakati. Faith. Hope. Charity. This is three. But which one is the greatest? How many are remaining brethren? He says, how many remain? Three. Can you name them? Can you name them? Faith. Hope. Charity. These words? This is three. But the greatest of these is charity, which is love. And how do we get that love? In the message, the book of correction, the prophet teaches we can only get that love by the new birth, by being born again and filled with the Holy Ghost. So if we are born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, that is the binding cord. God will bind his church in the bonds of love. Love is the perfect. Anything can fail, but love never fails. And God told Brother Branham, without love, nobody shall go the other side. Are you seeing it, brethren? Are you seeing it, brethren? I hope you have seen that binding card. As I close for now, I want us to stand up. Stand up a little while. Stand up a little while. And we close for this moment. I try to slow down a little bit because I know some of the things that I'm saying it can be easily misunderstood. But my subject is the value of brotherhood.
But in trying to see, how do we enter into that atmosphere? How do we enter into that brotherhood? It's not by just by merely joining a church. It's not just merely by being a nominal Christian. It's our understanding, brethren, of the new birth which we are baptized into one body of Jesus Christ. So if we know we are part of that body in the next session I'll be reading you some quotations of how the prophet teaches that it is the Holy Ghost which brings us into a brotherhood. Praise the Lord. It has to take the Holy Ghost to bring us to the brotherhood. Not our own carnal mind. That's the difference between us and ecumenism. Because the Pope, on the other hand, is using carnal mind, intellectual mind, to bind his own people in the World Council of Churches through ecumenism. And he's also using fatherhood of God brotherhood of man. You follow me? The Pope is also preaching brotherhood. And by preaching that brotherhood without understanding people are heading to the Antichrist and take the mark of the beast. But we don't reject brotherhood because we know Satan copies God. It is God who is talking about brotherhood. But Satan picks it, misinterprets it, and gets people into a wrong kind of brotherhood. Which is ecumenistic, which compromises with the world, which is denomination organization. And it will take, make them take the mark of the beast. But for the bride, today our understanding of the church is it's a body of believers. Is that right? And for you brothers and sisters, come, come a bit brother and I demonstrate something. Now for me with this precious brother Me and him We, we need the grace of God To make us understand That we are in the mystical body Of Jesus Christ Are you following me? If he's a member of this church And a member of the little flock church It's just because of fellowship To come and hear the word of God But me and him We have a higher union That is by the baptism of the Holy Ghost we are not just part of Sana Church or Little Flock Church. We are part of the body of Jesus Christ. By the baptism he received of the Holy Ghost, by the one I received, it blessed him to be a member of the body of Jesus. 
and the member of the body of Jesus. It has different members. It has the heart. It has the ear. It has that. But it is a mystical body. You can only get it by spiritual discernment. Are we together? Are you seeing that part? If you see that part, then I want us to move like this. It is on God bless it. It is on that basis. We should close this message here by saying the enemy has already created his army and has dug the trenches ready for the battle against the people of God. I'm talking about the Antichrist, the Pope of Rome under the war council of churches. And he's doing that so that he can uh, fight the bride of Jesus at the end time. Therefore, God needs us, brethren, to unite by the Holy Ghost, by the word of God, so that we can become an army ready to counteract the enemy. We must get ready to enter into the, our trenches. Which God himself has already dug for us. Last night, I was caught up in the spirit. And I saw the trenches of the enemy. He was already there, soldiers, everything ready for war. But the people of God were not ready. Then a man came and told them, get ready. Go to your trenches. Begin to dig. Prepare for war. Because any time from now, war is ready to begin. Between the Antichrist and the bride. You can read that in the church book. There will be three showdowns or four. There will be Mount Camel showdowns. And there will be showdown between the bride and denominations. Then there will be Mount Zion showdown in the rapture. Three. And we are here to inform you, church. We are almost there. We are, we are the end time. Every sign shows us the coming of Jesus is at hand. Do you believe me? There is opposition against the message of the hour. They do not know. I'm just reading you what uh, something that told me to write. There is opposition against the message of the hour of William Marion Branham. They do not know our internal differences. They don't know our internal quarrels. Our internal fussing. They don't know our arguments. Our fighting over this doctrine, over the other doctrine, over this belief, over the other belief. Either who is in the message or who is not in the message. The Pope and the Antichrist and his group and his army 
They don't know about that. They don't know about our internal battles. One against the other. Like the two, two, two brothers Moses found in Egypt. Pharaoh didn't know about that. If anything, Pharaoh was annoyed that Moses killed an Egyptian. And I want to tell you, the Antichrist is going to look for you and me because we have taken his people. He is going to follow them. The Catholics, the Protestants, we brought out. And they believe this message. He wants to take them back to the home. Because they are, they call themselves the original traditional religion. They don't know our fighting a past against another past. They don't know our fight this the Catholic Church has an army that was built during the Reformation. It is called the Jesuits. It was built by Ignatius of Loyola. It was built by Ignatius of Loyola. Ignatius of Loyola. He was a Spanish soldier. Who, during his sick bed, he came with what he called a prayer of exercise. And he came to counteract the reformation of Martin Luther. And the Jesuits, what that man did to grow the Jesuit army, he got some few men. He trained them about the ideology of Catholicism. And before you know, they had grown from strength to strength. And they were recognized by the Pope as the official arm of the Catholic Church. They are the soldiers. The Jesuits have two agendas. One, Revival of the Catholic Church. That's one of the agendas. Two, mission work. Missionary work. And they are using all kinds of tricks to sell the ideology of Catholics. And they have three ways to destroy a preacher they know is against them. There are three ways. One, women. Plant a woman in his congregation. If he is weak in women, that's the enemy. Two, money. Support his evangelism programs. If he gets more money, he will compromise with his doctor. Three, organize an accident. And kill him. Oh, by poison. And I won't tell you, church, this voice is going around the world. I don't know who's going to hear it. But as I told you in the beginning, you should even be ready to die for it. You should be ready to die for it. 
I was caught up one time in the Vatican, in the spirit, and I saw an accident happen. And was of Brother Branham. And a voice said, that is how Brother Branham was killed. And I want to tell you, a brother is here raising and he's saying true. That's right. Praise the Lord. And we saw they tried to look for Brother Branham where to, to, the, to destroy him. They tried women, they could not get him. Money, they could get him. They used an accident. That's right. That's the truth. And I'm telling you, friends, the Jesus know about this message. And they are following it closely. And they now know Branham is dead. But they know his followers are around. And they are spread around the world. So you be here. You be blind. You continue fighting. I told you God put this in my heart. And if this is the last thing I will say. Let all of you know brethren. Anti-believers are Awake! Your enemy is not asleep. Brother Branham said it will take a persecution to bring the bride together. We are almost there. Be ready for persecution. If we cannot unite by the Holy Ghost by the word of God if after this service we shall not remain friends we shall fall before the Antichrist the Antichrist will make us confess that we are believers of the message of the hour praise the Lord Jesus are you hearing me church are you hearing me church it is a, an awakening call Brothers, sisters, brother, sister, let us wake up. What is that we cannot unite us? What's that we have what it takes? God is here with us. Let's go on our knees. Let's pray and fast. Let God help us so that we are not enemies of one another. We remove enmity, we remove hostility. Let us forge fellowship. Let us forge brotherhood. In the light of the word of God. By the Holy Ghost. As soldiers of the army of Jesus. I pray tonight. May God give me grace. To unite with my brother. My precious brother Gideon. And all of you brothers and sisters. May you if there is anything. And Brother Charles doesn't know. Brother Charles, pray for Brother Charles. Will you pray for me? Will you pray for me? I'm trying my best to the little knowledge gives me to help the people of God. Because the body of Christ is sick. We need a healing. We have been wounded for a long time. It is time for healing. 
Praise the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. 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 the Lord. the and teach us more how we can come together by the Holy Spirit of God uniting our hands together as one in spirit, in soul, in the heart, in the faith, in the word of God. Can you open your mouth as one brother sometimes says. Let's lift our lips, brother. And talk to God right now. Let's ask the Lord to give us grace to value brotherhood. If God gives us grace, we shall come back in the afternoon briefly and we shall see the value of brotherhood in details. One of it, one of it. The persecution which is coming by the Antichrist, we need one another for support, for protection. We need one another for collaboration. We need one another for our health, physical and spiritual. Even in the church here, let's unite under the Holy Ghost, under the pastor. We need one another. I want to hear you talk to the Lord. Everybody talk to the Lord. The way he has ministered to you. Talk to the Lord. Let's talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Give us more understanding message. May God help us, brethren. Just talk to the Lord by yourself, brother. May God help you, brother. May God help you, sister. To understand the unity we are talking about. To understand the brotherhood we are talking about. 